You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Mill, alongside from the Washita Citizen, Jake Martin. How you doing this morning on this Thursday morning? I'm lovely. How lovely. are you? I don't think I've ever used that phrase "lovely" when somebody asks me how you doing. Lovely. By the way, you're looking dapper today. Yeah, you know, just trying to impress you, Jake. That's just trying it. to impress. You. I didn't realize we upped the dress code. <laughs> we got a camera crew coming in here later oh. on. So you need to clean up your act, clean up that desk, and uh, throw away some of that trash over there. I throw away my trash. <laughs> I, I'm not the one who has a drawer full of notes. You never know from six and a half years ago if you want some notes on what took place on this show. We've sure. got it in there. It's not filed away very uh, – there's no organization filed to away, it. you mean thrown <laughs> into – just thrown into the drawer. That's right. I mean, there's no organization at all. And there's no date on any of them or anything like that. So. And you can't even read it probably. <laughs> Uh, I, I have jotted down some stuff today, so okay, we good. are ready to roll on this Thursday. You can hit us up on the Stuart Shelby State Farm hotline slash text line, 888-993-7762. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. I think one of your New Year's pledges was the fact that we were going to try to do a better job on these polls and try to get our uh, yeah. Twitter page where we're going to have more followers than your wife, correct? Wait, was that mine or was that yours? <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, you know, we got back on track this week. We had a lot of participation in the Ed Orgeron poll, so we decided we would uh, ask another question this morning. So everybody wants to get a piece of this uh, Super Bowl and uh, maybe perhaps lay a wager. You do it right. Maybe you got a connection up in Vegas. I did see, according to uh, several sources up there, sources, like I got sources in Vegas, <laughs> but I did see several reports that uh, there was a Philadelphia fan. That has put down multiple millions, uh, $3 million on the Eagles. Feeling confident. I don't know if they got five and a half. Some books it's down to five points, but has laid down $5 million on Philadelphia. That is nuts. Is his name Charles Barkley? <laughs> Dude, I, I don't care how rich you are. $3 million, man. That's a lot. Well, it's all relative. I understand that, but $3 million? What could you be confident in to lay that kind of money down on? Especially when you're going up against Tom well, Brady. You and just the put a whooping on Minnesota. The week before, though, the game against Atlanta. Yeah. Or maybe they're just that confident in Nick Foles. Or maybe they're just not that bright. <laughs> Three million dollars. So that led us to the question this morning. How much would you be willing to bet on a game? The options are a dollar to fifty dollars. That's more my range. Fifty-one dollars to two hundred dollars. Two hundred one dollars to a thousand dollars, or over a thousand dollars. Just wanted to. All right, high rollers out there. Yeah, I bet uh, two hundred dollars one time. Yeah, how'd you fare? I lost. Well, you got to tell us the game. Well, and why it you wasn't so a game. Confident. It was uh, it was my bachelor trip. We went to Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor two, and I was confident that Nate was just such a bad matchup for Connor and I was like there's just no way he's gonna lose this fight and I still say like you can keep going there's there's some truthers out there some Nate Diaz truthers that believe he won that fight 
I've conceded that Connor won the decision, but it is close. Mm. You could you could you could give it to Nate. But anyway, as soon as it went to the, the you know judges, I was like, well, Connor's gonna win this thing. But I put two hundred dollars on Nate. I thought he was gonna win. But in Vegas, two hundred dollars is gonna. <laughs> and then nothing. you probably went out to a buffet and spent sixty nine ninety nine, right? <laughs> yes. yes, but that was fun, man. It it was fun. Uh, it, you know, I would be in trouble if I lived in Vegas because yeah. the sports books are so fun. Yeah. And then if you if you can go to an event like that, I'm sure betting on hockey has probably yeah. picked up since the Knights have come in. That's probably fun to do. I've never been to Vegas. I need oh. to go. Yeah. And, you know, I was all fired up about Lake Tahoe. The wife's not listening, so I can say this. Not perhaps about the skiing as much as I was just going to the sports books there. Yeah. Major disappointment. Oh, man. <laughs> it was literally like me and a, you know, a guy Aaron, in you, his 80s sitting next to me it's sport, watching horse racing. It's sports heaven yeah. because every game feels like the Super Bowl because people put money on it and they're cheering for – I mean, it's just so fun. And then, you know, they got those big-time sports books with all, you know, TVs everywhere. I love, I love going to Vegas. So the question is, once again, uh, it sounds like Jake is willing to spend uh, up to $200 on one bet if he's feeling pretty confident. How much are you willing to lay down if you're feeling confident on your team or you have a good vibe on which way a game will go? Hit us up on Twitter at MorningDrive977. Or if you're not into that tweeting thing, you can hit us up on the Stuart Shelby State Farm text line, 888-993-7762. Good plugs all around. Uh, let's stay along those themes and talk a little bit about the game. So we knew this would work out well. Uh, Gronk with his concussion. There's going to be a lot of questions out there about his status, correct? Sure, yeah. So Belichick's going to handle and he's going to be very forthcoming? Uh, yeah, forthcoming. That's the word I would use for, for Belichick. So he steps up to the podium yesterday and he knows the questions are coming, right? He has to know they're coming. That doesn't mean he has to answer them. Have you heard this clip yet? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I heard it yesterday. I, I absolutely loved it. I actually forgot about it until you mentioned it this morning. But for those who haven't. All right, Jake, you're a, you're a seasoned veteran by now. How would you pose this question to Bill, Bill Belichick? You know, I think he posed it. I don't know what how else you could have posed it. Just is Bill Belichick, is, is Rob Gronkowski. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Is Gronkowski going to play? Well, and then he gives you the runaround and say, well, do you think he'll play? And yeah. they, I, I, what else can you do besides that? Yeah. And then at a certain point, you just let it go, right? Or it gets personal. I would have let it go, but this guy was not going to be upstaged by Bill Belichick. All right. So with all that said, let's hear the question that was posed to Belichick on the status of Gronk and how well this played out. Can you give us an update on uh, Rob Gronkowski? Has he finished his concussion protocol? Do you expect him to play? Yeah, we'll be compliant with the NFL injury report, and, and that's required to put it on. Is it that, when is that process completed, finished? What process finished? The concussion report, the... Uh, whatever, the whatever his situation is, whatever his status is, that we'll put it on the injury report. We'll make sure you're the first one to get it. I'm sure you will. Do you expect yeah, him to not play? Not a problem. Do you expect him to play? We'll, we'll put it right on the injury report, and that's what we're going to do. Okay. Just like everybody else does. But make sure you're first on the list, too, Stacey. Thank you. I appreciate it. I want to hold anything back here. Get that out there. I right know. Away. I know. Yeah, you don't. You don't. That's all we can do. Uh, Bill, uh, 
in the background typing away. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> get those quotes. You'll be the first to know. You'll be the first to get it. Uh, why, it seemed like Belichick was taking it personal. Like, what's the, what's wrong with, with asking about that? That's a routine question. You can't question. question Bill Belichick. Uh, you can question some of his media antics. Yeah. I mean, I understand he has no – or he puts on that he has no personality. But come on. you mm. got to know that's coming. Mm-hmm. So you should come back uh, the next press conference, have a sheet that just says uh, Gronk is uh, questionable and just hand him the report. <laughs> oh, God. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. You would certainly think that uh, Gronk uh, will be in this game and will be a big factor in the Patriots game plan. Yeah, absolutely. I expect nothing less. Uh, other headlines on this uh, Thursday morning. Well, Where would you like to go? One other thing NFL-related. Uh, Pro Bowl, I know you're going to be all in on Sunday. How about the fact Big Wit, uh, Andrew Whitworth, West Monroe's very own, named the NFC captain? That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Longevity. A lot of respect from his peers. Yeah. He's earned that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what that means, I don't know. Yeah, what will he yeah. – He'll get a C on his – Maybe jersey. you can give us a, a report. Maybe you can watch the full game and tell us everything he did. That is highly unlikely. Okay. But I, I will flip over there. It was worth a shot. Mm-hmm. You'll do more than I will. You'll at least flip over there. Yeah. All right, uh, we talked about bets. Mm-hmm. I want to mention this story real quick. ESPN reported yesterday the NBA has, quote, unquote, formally requested – a set of guidelines but by which it would be able to abide gambling on its games, the latest in a series of signals that the league has warmed up to the idea of sports betting. Mm. Now, this proposal would uh, – there's a stipulation in there that they would receive 1% of the cut of any of the bets. So, Aaron, my question to you is – how are they going to keep this clean, especially when you had the whole, um, what was it, Donahue, whatever mm-hmm. that referee's name yeah. was, mm-hmm. that little scandal like a decade ago. Has it been enough time to where you can get back into this? And you know, the one per- I don't I don't fault them for the one percent one percent of the bets because it is their product, right? And that's that's kind of why I'm torn on this. Like, I, you know, if anybody should be making money off of it, it should be the NBA, but then it becomes tougher to keep it clean, mm. in my opinion. I think you're going down a slippery slope. I do, too. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, – but I think it's inevitable. I think this is uh, starting to go into motion. I think it's going to happen. But anyway, it's something to keep a, keep your eyes on uh, since we talked about betting earlier in the show. I figured that would be – And the other thing is, too, now, when, you know, when the Raiders finally do move to Vegas, uh, we get this whole dilemma or this dialogue going. Hey, it's trouble. Uh, other headlines, what you got? Chipper, Chipper Jones, Hall of Famer. Yeah, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame uh, unveiled its newest class. I usually don't get into this that much. The only aspect of this I really enjoy, Jake, is getting to see their reactions or when people are rolling, when they get that call Mm -hmm. and they're informed that, hey, you are now or you will be a Hall of Famer. Why do you not get into this? I don't know. Maybe just because. Is it because of the whole steroid thing? uh, A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Chipper is – So we got uh, uh, Guerrero, yeah. uh, Chipper, Jim uh, Tome. and uh, Trevor Hoffman are the four. Yeah. Uh, uh, star, star, those were the names that I grew up watching. Like when I was a kid, those were the big-time names. And I'll say for Chipper, uh, I think most people my age, at one point in their life, Chipper was their favorite player, right? I mean, Chipper was just so beloved. 
Uh, you know, we, we, Atlanta Braves have such a large fan base mm-hmm. in this area um, that, you know, growing up, Chipper was uh, a favorite to so many kids. Kind of like how um, J.J. Redick was a lot of people's favorite uh, basketball player my age, just because of the way he shot the ball. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Chipper... Um, they loved him in the strip clubs, too. Okay. Uh, but Chipper... <laughs> Chipper is definitely uh, worthy of this honor, and it's it's really cool to see um, one of your you know childhood heroes um, be honored like that. Yes. So uh, there's your newest uh, class. Other headlines: Both of us were at this game uh, last night. Pretty cool. Uh, it happens a few times a year when you get a packed house when you have two rivals squaring off. We saw it last night: Carroll versus Wasman. Wildcats with an impressive performance. They take care of the Bulldogs. This featured two of the top five teams in Class 3A. Yeah, a big boys and girls matchup. Uh, the boys, Rayson Robinson, man, he was on fire. He was draining three-pointer after three-pointer. And, you know, with those threes, he led all with 25 points last night. And, you know, from Carroll, you saw they were just a little bit cold. You know, they're, they're, I would kids who I would consider their stars, Gundy and Trailer, they were a little bit off. And Wasman just – did what Wasman does. They got out in transition. They ran. They put. They played pressure defense, and you know they were all over the floor. When they play at that frenetic pace, man, they are tough to beat. Uh, when they play at that pace, they almost beat Ravel. Mm. You know this is this is a very talented Wasman team, and I thought that was a big time victory for Wasman. Um, you know, especially since it was at home. You asked me before the game if I had to, to guess who would win the game, and I, I said I think Wasman just because of the home court advantage. And, you know, sure enough, that atmosphere was awesome last night. The one thing that never gets old whenever you watch a Casey Jones coach squad is the number of times they get their hand on a ball. Yeah. I mean, just the the pressure defense and just the harassing defense at that. I mean, and then the number of loose balls and perhaps there was, you know, the number of 50-50 balls coming off the rim and the number of times that they would come down with it. I would have loved to see how many offensive rebounds they had or second-chance points last night because it had to have been off the charts. Yeah, Comanche and Trailer were all over. Comanche is just – he's just fun to watch. Yeah, and this is a, a kid that we've watched for several years now. And it, I think we've you know finally seen him really come into his own. He's just – he got more aggressive each and every year. And we're talking about Daryl Comanche. This year he's been even more aggressive and – uh, I know in the first half he had six rebounds uh, alone. So, I mean, he was what I thought would be an advantage for Carroll. I thought Carroll would have um, an advantage in the post. It turned out to be an advantage for Wasman, And I thought that's what really uh, flipped flip, flip things for Wasman. And then, of course, the rematch will be coming up in just a week and a half, literally yeah. uh, next Friday. And now they go back to Carroll, and we know how difficult it is to yeah. win in there. They've got that band playing, and mm-hmm. they got that place uh, cranked up. Wildcats will have their hands full, but this is a big win for Wasman to stay unbeaten in district play. Well, thanks for sure. They're making a lot of money when these two teams play. Yeah. Um, I want to mention real quick the girls, uh, Wasman, uh, who was number 10 in the power rankings, and uh, Carroll, who was actually number three. Uh, Wasman got that win 61-45. to 45. Amaya Brown led Wasman with 22 points and 10 rebounds last night. Her sister, Amber Brown, actually led Carroll with 15 points. Hmm. How cool is that? It was, man, you could tell Amaya was up for it. Like, yeah. she was she was very aggressive. She, she wanted to win that game badly. And, uh, 
you know, when sister versus sister, that's a, that's a fun story. And Dean, the outstanding player from uh, Wasman, did not uh, hit her average. What she finished with uh, 18. 18 points, which is very modest yeah, for her. <laughs> and she averages uh, 25 and 12 rebounds and five assists per game. She certainly knows how to stack or uh, the uh, stat box. Yeah, if you haven't seen Cortisha Dean play, you definitely need to. She's undoubtedly one of the best girl players in the area. She was one of our uh, Aaron's aces this week. If I ever get around to it, I'll get it up to the, on the Internet here in the next uh, 12 hours. Slack. I know. Uh, we need to say this. We need to hype this up as much as possible. And too bad this game is not in our backyard. Ravel oh. undefeated on the year. They're going on the road. They're playing in the showcase game on Saturday. Five o'clock, they're going to take on Riverside. Now, we knew Riverside was pretty good. And then I stumbled across the fact that the, yeah, they're better than pretty good. <laughs> they're ranked ninth in the country. Yeah. So we always talked about, can the Hornets go unbeaten this man, year? Man, man, they're going to have to beat the number nine team in the country. I, I wish this was like an Alexandria or something. That's Scotlandville, Jim. Can they have like plumbing problems and just decide, hey, <laughs> we, we need to move it up to northeast They Louisiana? need to stream it online somehow because yeah. i got to see these two play. Um, but, you know, even if Riverside's number nine in the country, I still give Ravel a yeah. chance. I mean, anybody who's seen Ravel play, you know Ravel's got a shot against anybody. Mm. Uh, a few of the headlines on this uh, Thursday morning. If we missed one or two, you can certainly hit us up at 888-993-7762. It's all part of the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Pain Care. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Let's go crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. Hasn't really felt like it over the course of the last uh, two or three weeks, but the baseball season is right around the corner. Already. In fact, uh, college baseball practices get underway on Friday. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Michael Federico, the new head coach at ULM. We look forward to catching up with him. He has been an extremely busy guy, reworking that roster, putting together his staff. He's anxious to hit the field and see what he's got. He will join us at 7.30. Chris Blair will join us at 8 o'clock for his weekly visit, the voice of the LSU Tigers. you got some uh, surprising news on LSU. Yeah, this is very surprising. And, I, you know, I guess it's just because of the teams they've beaten. Their RPI is strong. But LSU, according to Hustle Metrics, they are the next in the next four out, which means – Right now, currently, they're not in the tournament. They're what was the source again? Hustle Metrics. <laughs> <laughs> they're all kind of that. Sounds credible. Yeah, that sounds yeah, credible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they have LSU in the next four out, uh, which is just surprising to me that, you know, after one win, you know, they're on that three-game skid and they beat A&M for the second time, and all of a sudden they're right there on the bubble again. So for those who are writing LSU off in the NCAA tournament, I wouldn't be so quick to do that. Uh, ULM also at home tonight, squaring off against uh, Troy. Warhawks looking to snap a four-game losing streak versus the Trojans, who will come in at 9-11 and 3-4 and overall. All right, uh, also coming up on this show, we're going to play a little game. Right? Oh, I'm excited about this. Uh, what, what, what does it entail? Uh, top 10 Thursday. This is going to be a new segment. We'll do it every week. We'll take a subject, and we'll come up with a top 10 list. We'll debate it out. This week, we decided since, you know, we're still in the Super Bowl craze, we'll go with the top 10 NFL moments from the 2017 season. And you've got some audio. Yeah, we got some pretty darn good audio you want to hear uh, later in the show. 
Also, uh, we're a little behind on this one, but our parting shot is a classic. In fact, uh, oh. we may have to slice and dice it up a little bit. You hope and you it, edited it, right? Yeah. <laughs> if, if I didn't edit it, uh, we won't be on the show tomorrow. <laughs> this is this is fantastic. I, I, I promise you we're not overhyping. This is where the world of journalism is going, unfortunately. This is the best reporting I've seen in a very long time. <laughs> what a tease. That's coming up at 845 as our parting shots. Hit us up at 888-993-7762. We're off and running on a morning drive. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Wow. Clint woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. It's going to be all right, bud. (laughs) Quint says they're not... There are no, no top ten moments from the NFL this season. There's only one. It's when it's over. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. Uh, Sherman. Sherman weighs it. Yeah, Sherman, uh, I couldn't agree more. Vlad swung at everything and still batted 350. Such a big swing. Uh, and he said, Tomei was my favorite lefty to watch swing the bat. But Vlad, it, that is a great point, uh, Sherman. It, it seemed like there was no safe place to put the ball, mm. even if you're trying to pitch out to him. I've seen him hit some out of the park doing that. So, he was Vladimir Guerrero was such an unorthodox hitter, uh, but he was so fun to watch. Uh, poll question for today. Poll question for today. Supposedly, somebody from uh, an Eagles fan bet three million dollars on Philadelphia to win the Super Bowl. So we want to know, hear from you, how much would you be willing to put up on the line or risk on one game? So we asked, one dollar to fifty dollars, yeah. which is Aaron's range. Yeah. Fifty-one dollars to two hundred dollars. to $1,000 or over $1,000. Nice. I'm probably in uh, your range. You said you wagered uh, 200 on a fight once. I'd probably go from 50 to 200. Back when we, uh, me and some buddies were in the horse racing business with our, they really weren't horses. They were more like donkeys. Wait, what? Yeah, we all invested and put in, and we uh, actually had two horses. What? Yeah. 
So, I never knew that. That's yeah. awesome. So uh, back when we were doing that, of course, you have an opportunity when you go and watch the races to, to bet on your horses also. I never felt that confident. And we had this trainer, and he'd always come with his gold teeth. And he'd be telling, oh, man, we got it. We got it today. <laughs> we're, we're, he's, he's been practicing well. He's had some great runs. He's raring to go. And uh, my wife would always look at me like, oh. <laughs> and then typically, when he felt that confident, uh, our horses would go out and run dead last. Yeah, yeah. and then the times that they would actually do really Did well. Did you bet against your horse? <laughs> no, they go out and do really, really well. I wouldn't have enough confidence. I'd literally lay down twenty-five, fifty bucks on. Mm. But of course, you're winning money if you know they win the thing, win place your show. Sure. So. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. I had enough money. I felt like invested already. I figured you'd be more of a dog racing kind of. Uh, guy. I love I love some dog racing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah Two hundred dollars is the most I've spent. Have you ever? Okay, so have you ever like won a large amount of money gambling? Uh, you know, well, I mean, horse racing relatively. When a horse would win, you know, we'd have to split it up for the away. thrill of that. Like, yeah, try oh, to describe that. Oh, uh, there's nothing better. It, I mean, it was unreal. I mean, literally over at Louisiana Downs, told the story numerous times on the show. We, it very rarely happened that they both run on the same day just to make it all work out and trying to get him into the race. They both ran on the same day. Uh, the one that was horrible, he was close to it being a donkey. Uh, ran in race number two. We had a group of friends over there. He went out and somehow won. So you can imagine. Oh, yeah. It was a wild celebration. And you get to run down there and get your pictures taken. You think you're, you're big stuff. Right. So then we literally have from race two to nine to kind of enjoy that victory. And then our other horse ran in the uh, race nine and wins and wins in convincing fashion. I still say it's probably the greatest a day in horse racing history, the day that our two horses won on the same day. So we went down there, got another picture, and it was great. Yeah, Richie says he would only spend 50 cents. Yeah. I worked too hard to lose anything yeah. worth more than the equivalent of a fudge round. Uh, Quint says, what about the report that the NBA wants a piece of the action on sports betting? Yeah, we hit on that in the first segment, and I, we both think it's a slippery slope. Yeah. I, you know, you're only a decade removed from, from what happened with the referee, so... Uh, if you want to bet on the LHSA, uh, good luck. Or at least what's going on down <laughs> hey, at the it's, uh, it's looking better. what's going on down at the uh, convention. Uh, it is in day two. I'm not going to say there's been any earth-shattering news yet, but there is a proposal that continues to pick up a little bit of steam. Would you like to explain it? Uh, you are probably um, better suited to explain it. So the pro proposal basically has it's still staying select non-select but of all the non-select schools they figure out a better way to kind of divide it into five equal parts it's more so where you put 45 teams or 45 schools or close to 45 in each classification mm -hmm. which makes sense mm -hmm. yeah it does it's, it's common sense really yeah um the question and this is to do with with non-select yeah. you, know, you can't you can't uh the select has it will choose to do what it wants to do on its own so non-select you, you try to you know get it together as much as you can 45 uh schools for each and how this would affect our our teams here yeah. some of our teams would, would would stay down and some of our teams would go down a uh, strollington probably being the biggest one uh, going back to 2a at least and, for the time being. and west washington because i think a lot of people assume that west washington will eventually be 5a yeah. this will keep them in 4a mm -hmm. Uh, another powerhouse, uh, Manny, dropping down to 1A. Yeah. The reason why this is necessary, and anybody that looks at a playoff bracket in 1A football or in other uh, sports can see it in the non-select. Yes, yeah. especially when you start looking at all the teams that are 
you know, in the playoffs, like one and nine and, and stuff like that. I got another headline real quick before we get to um, our guest. LeBron is upset, and I feel like we've been talking about LeBron a lot on the show lately. But I got—I feel like there's reason for him to be upset here. Brian Windhorst, who is like the closest guy to him, uh, ESPN's Brian Windhorst reported that James was bothered. The team did not try to get Eric Bledsoe or Paul George. That the team kind of settled, and that kind of makes sense as to why there's no chemistry on the Cavs on the court or off the court. They seem to have all these problems off the court, and then you watch them play, and you're going. Man, nobody wants to play defense together, and uh, it just seems like LeBron's kind of checked out. Just give him a pacifier. I'm tired of hearing him cry, man. <laughs> really, I'm getting LeBron fatigue. I'm, Why is there going to be so much look, drama usually, around this guy? I, I get he it. He needs to write himself a letter to say, "Chill out." <laughs> uh, when you're down, no. See, he's. I'm a LeBron defender, really, because I, I like the way he plays. I, I think he does get a bad rep. I think a lot of people like to pile on. But after that Instagram Instagram post the other day, I'm starting to get a little bit of LeBron fatigue myself. About time. 888-993-7762. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, we'll talk a little uh, baseball. Michael Federico, ULM's new head coach, joins us after the break. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. We'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Local Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. 
Welcome back to the Morning Drive and the all-new Sports Talk 97.7. Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group 1 Realty Studio in West Monroe on this lovely Thursday morning. Let's talk a little uh, college baseball. Yes, the season is just right around the corner, and ULM, new ULM head coach Michael Federico joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. How are you doing this morning, Coach? I'm doing great. Good morning, guys. How are y'all? Good, Coach. i got a lot of questions to ask you about uh, your team and, of course, what the Warhawks are going to be like this year, but it's not often we get a baseball expert on the show. i got to ask you, the new Hall of Fame class in Major League Baseball, what did you think of it? Very impressive. You know, it's amazing. Uh, growing up, it was always the guys that were a lot older that my dad was <laughs> always talking about. Now it's all the guys that I remember, and my son's asking me about them. So uh, yeah. it's getting kind of crazy that some of these guys are – actually almost the same age as I am as well. So it's it's impressive, and I uh, think they did a great job and well-deserved. Not to put you on the spot, but I do see that Clemens and Bonds really didn't inch that much closer to getting into the Hall of Fame. Uh, your thoughts? Will they ever get it? Yeah, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a crazy world out there with all the, all the things that happened in the past and who did it and who didn't. Um, you know, I, I was always a big Roger Clemens fan. He's, he's somebody that um, – has always impressed me, and you can't deny the numbers of what what Bonds put up. And you know, I know that there's there are guys in in the hall that had some you know issues and things like that. But I don't think that you can you know just take away what, what kind of career those guys did have. And um, you know, like I said, who who did it, who didn't? I don't know if we'll ever really know all the all the details with all that. So it's a tough tough call. And um, you know, I know it'll be something that's talked about year after year with, with, with those gentlemen. Coach Federico, it's really been, you've been on a whirlwind tour since taking over this job. Have things really started to settle down for you now and as you get ready to concentrate on your first season as ULM's head coach? Well, the funny thing is I think it was a lot more calm early than it, than it is right now. You know, it's kind of, kind of now it's the last minute details of some things and trying to, um, you know, finalize things, making sure the stadium's, you know, ready and those kind of things. The, the baseball side of it's it's pretty simple right now. I've got a tremendous coaching staff that um, you know keeps us pretty easy um, with with making sure that all everything's ready. It's just you know for me, I want the fan experience to be really good. I want the excitement um, for our for our players to be there, and you know we're working hard off the field to try to make sure things that are are ready for it. And uh, I still don't have my family here, which is. Uh, mm that kind of makes it difficult too. So, but, uh, it, it's, it's going great. The guys are doing, um, awesome. We've got a great strength coach that, uh, that, that works our guys out. They're, they're getting in shape and I know we're ready to get going tomorrow. And we, we, we can actually start official practice. Uh, one question about your staff and there was a recent addition, correct? Uh, just, uh, two weeks ago, your new pitching coach. Correct. Um, I, I hired Grayson Crawford, uh, from Murray state, um, you know, it was, it was kind of a tough time. I, I lost Joel Mangrum right before Christmas. He took a job with the with the Cleveland Indians. Um, you know, it was a great opportunity for Joel and his family. Um, it was, you know, a move up in a, in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, it was kind of like dealing with somebody with the draft. You know, kid kid tells you, Coach, I'm, I'm not signing unless, you know, I get half a million dollars. And next thing you know, he signs and he, and he only got $100,000. It's Major League Baseball, and, and honestly – I think the little kid in all of us, we get an opportunity to, to move up to the professional ranks. You know, it's something hard to pass up. And, you know, Joel did a great job for us in the fall. We, we were able to bring in 
uh, 20 guys um, from the recruiting class, and uh, it's, it's not like he left us high and dry. And Grayson was a guy that, um, you know, he was willing to leave. He was somebody that I had talked to just six months ago, you know, when, when all the hiring stuff was going in the first place. And, um, you know, the, the guys are transitioning well to Grayson right now, and uh, he's doing a great job um, with, you know, just in this short period of time. And I know he's anxious and ready to, to, to get the season going just like I am and our players are. You mentioned recruiting class of 20, so I guess it's safe to say uh, fans are going to need a uh, program for the, the changes that have taken place on this roster. Well, th- that'll be for next year. The, the, the signing class that we, that we had in the fall will be for the, you know, they're all 2018 mm-hmm. graduates. Um, but we did bring in a lot of new players for, you know, over the summer. When I took, when I took the job, there was only, uh, I think, 21 guys on the roster returning players. And, um, you know, so we had to, we really had to, you know, try to get the this 2018 year's roster kind of put together. And um, my staff worked really hard over the summer in a short period of time because we only had about four weeks really in the month of July and a little bit of early August um, to be able to bring some guys in. So there will be a lot of new faces that, that people are going to have to, um, you know, learn and, and those kind of things. But uh at the same at the same time, I think there you know there's there's some guys that people are going to know about. There's some some Louisiana kids that we were able to bring in, and uh, you know really excited about you know where where we're where we're going. We were able to to get uh, some some athletic position players, and we were able to get a couple arms over the summer that I think will provide some depth for us this year and um, and uh, help us you know take start building the process of, of of getting this thing back to where it needs to be. Coach, when you inherit uh, some players, what is fair to the student-athlete? Do you look back at their stats? Do you give them just a completely fresh stat as you move forward and, and what it was like in the fall kind of working with them for the first time? Yeah, I think you wipe the slate clean. You know, I, I'm not one of those people that's going to, you know, I, I did look at stats, and I think it's important to kind of have an idea and a, a base of some things. Um, and, and, you know, we've got a couple couple hitters that are returning that um, – if you look at their numbers, they were they're actually pretty good. And um, like Turner Francis, I mean, he had a he had a tremendous year. You know, Kate Harper was a guy that his, his stats were, were, were pretty good. Um, Spencer Hemfield, you know, I've had a lot of guys, um, some coaches in our league that say, you know, he's got a chance to be an, an all-conference type catcher. So I, I think we've got some, you know, a, a good base of a couple guys. But um, I think the biggest thing with, with what we try to do in the fall was was teach the process and try to teach an approach standpoint um, how to prepare for an at-bat, how to, how to you know, put a team together and, and, and put a productive unit with, with the offense and, and understand that it's not always about a hit. Sometimes it's about taking a walk. And if you look at, you know, some of the numbers from last year, um, the team didn't walk very much, didn't strike out very much either. And um, so, you know, that's, sometimes that's a positive thing. And, and you know, sometimes you got to take the free – um, at bats instead of just going up there and just hacking at the first pitch. Sometimes you gotta you gotta try to build pitch count and try to get in the opponents' um, bullpens and things. And I think that's you know one of the approach that, that Coach Collins has really put together for for us this year. And I think it's 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 been good. And you know from the mound standpoint, we've got a couple of returning guys. When you talk to some pro scouts, um, that they're really excited about. They were excited about last year, and, and you know numbers weren't weren't necessarily good for them, but their stuff is. So, uh, you know, how do we 
move forward to this year and get them to get their stuff to correlate into positive numbers. And, uh, you know, I think part of that is, you know, we got to get better defensively, which I think we have. Um, but, uh, you know, again, it's just it's a process. And I think the biggest thing from what we're trying to teach the, the new pl- or the, the team for this year is, is understanding how to win weekends. It's not about just winning baseball games. Yeah, that's important. But sometimes, you know, you may lose on a Friday night and uh, you got the opponent's closer in the game, and he you stretched him out a little bit, and he's not available for Saturday. We come back and win a Saturday game, and now it's you know it's it's one and one, and, and we're trying to win that weekend and get to Sunday. And uh, I think that's that's the approach that we we have to use with baseball. It's about winning weekends. It's not necessarily about winning individual games. And uh, hopefully they're starting to see that process part of it. And um, I know that I know that they're going to work extremely hard and. The energy level that they're going to bring is going to be outstanding, and I think people will see that when they come watch us play this spring. Michael Federico joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. Coach, I know you want to create that winning culture. You look at the schedule, you got 27 home games, including eight to start the year in the friendly confines. How important was that to make the schedule conducive to a team that you're going to be feeling out early on? I think that's, you know, that's the name of the game. You look around college baseball, you look around at the some of the premier programs in the country and, and you got to play home games, especially when you have a fan base that, uh, you know, comes out and supports, uh, you know, I've told you guys this before and I've told a lot of people, um, in my time coming over here and playing and I've, I've only been over here on midweek games to play. Um, and those grills and everything down that left field line are, they're, they're packed. And, uh, I think when you can play in front of your own fans, um, and, and, you know, you've got your, the, the everyday occurrences, you know, you've got your comfort level of the, the locker room being right behind you, and you understand, you know, how the field plays and things. That That's huge, because uh, playing on the road is difficult. Um, sometimes it's umpire, sometimes it's the it's the weather, sometimes it's, it's the fan and the environment, and I think our fans and I think I think our environment is, is, is a positive thing that we have to, um, you know, keep creating, keep building, but, uh, you know, I know like I said, you know, form, former former teams that I've been over here, it's always been a tough place to play. I know the players are certainly fired up. Uh, will it be a little bit of a sleepless night Thursday night as you look forward to that first practice on Friday at one thirty? Um, no, I think I, I, we're we're ready to go. You know, I think um, the, the biggest thing is you know just making sure guys are are you know healthy. You know, I I know sometimes coming back after Christmas, I know they were in shape before they left. Um, you know, some guys, you know, you just never know. we got a couple guys that are, uh, you know, like Chad Bells from Colorado. How much was he able to get out and move around? You're just always worried about some of those kind of things more so than they're, – they're mental. Mentally right now, they're, they're ready to go. Um, we had some, some live uh, individual at-bats this week that our pitchers were able to throw against some, some hitters. And, you know, for the most part, we threw really good strikes. And uh, you know, I thought our, our thought our offensive guys took some really good approaches with with the bats and things like that. And um, you know, it's more for me just kind of getting back into the flow of the defense, um, the communication out there, uh, kind of going over some things. But I, I know they're excited. We're getting presented at the basketball game tonight, so mm-hmm. I think that'll be fun for them just to kind of um, be seen and people will kind of get to know who they are. And uh, you know, then we'll get it cranked up tomorrow. You know, weather weather looks good for tomorrow, and uh, I know they'll be, you know, energized and, and uh, on top of their game. 
Coach, we appreciate the time. I'll see you tomorrow afternoon. Sounds good. Look forward to seeing you guys. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Michael Federico, ULM's new head baseball coach. Uh, you look, it was just a couple of years ago that ULM was ranked in the top 25 with attendance. They got a lot of great things working for them out there in terms of watching a ball game. Uh, quite frankly, the product hasn't been good over the course of the last uh, couple of years, and the crowds have really diminished. Uh, they certainly are hoping and banking on those fans returning this year. Bring some excitement. Hopefully the fans come back out. Yeah. Talking about excitement, are you ready for uh, top ten moments? I'm ready NFL? to bring it. Let's oh, bring it. you're going to bring it? Yes. It's coming up after the break. We start our new game, uh, our new Thursday thing. Rank? Rankings? What, 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 what oh are you calling this? Oh, my goodness, you butchered that. <laughs> top ten Thursday. This is going to be a new staple. Oh, I see where you're going there. Top ten. Staple. Yeah. <laughs> But if you keep butchering it like that, it might come Top and go. 10 Thursday coming up after the break on the all-new Sports Talk 97.3. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. When people get sick, they need a doctor. When cars get sick, they need Autoplex Automotive. So if your check engine light comes on, you have an electrical problem, need brake work, or just an inspection sticker, they do it all. They're a full service shop that can perform any BG service and stand behind their work with a parts and labor warranty. They even offer towing service. Autoplex Automotive, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. When your car's sick, call 855-4483. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to The Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. All right, Jake, tell us what we're doing here. Well, first of all, <clears throat> I want to read this text from Ronnie. He says, I think I'll get season tickets to Warhol Baseball. I like that guy. Yeah. Good. So, that's a good interview. We look forward to working with him uh, throughout the season, and I'm sure uh, he will be a weekly guest on The Morning Drive. All right, top ten Thursday. So we want to come up with the best 10 moments from this past year, yeah, right? We, we differ yeah. heavily. And I just gave you my 10 through 6, and I saw your head shaking like, yeah, forgot about uh, that. Yeah. You missed one or two, but I still like my list. All right, but let's start with your number 10. <laughs> okay, so i got to explain myself here. Uh, this is how we're going to start it. you got to put an asterisk there. i got to explain myself. So no I gotta, disrespect. i got to explain this one. Uh, I could have went. Uh, several different ways I could have included, you know, one of DeAndre Hopkins' amazing catches this year. Yeah. Instead, I went with my guy, Mitchell Trubisky. Now, don't laugh. What did he do? The two-point conversion. <laughs> Dude, this thing A two-point conversion. Sweet. You had the whole year to work with. 
and you got a two-point conversion. Did, did it win the game? That was the coolest two-point – it tied the game. That was the coolest two-point conversion I think I've ever seen. Uh, for those who, who don't know what I'm talking about, they were they were in shotgun. Uh, Trubisky hands off to the running back. The running back then hands off inside to the tight end on inside reverse, who pitches it back to Trubisky yeah. for the touchdown. That the gimmick was play. So sweet. They got two points. I had to include it because it was just awesome, and I think it was the coolest two point conversion I ever saw. I am so disappointed in you that first. It's you, number ten. You it's put not a high. two po- of all the plays that we witnessed in the NFL this Dude, year. That was sweet. Yeah, it was a good looking play. That for a second had me cha- cheering for uh, Mitchell Trubisky, which. Was the only time I cheered for Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> I am amazed as much as you love, and I use love with capital letters. Lane Kiffin? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, if there was a pecking order, it would be Lane Kiffin. <laughs> no, it would be Ed Orgeron, oh, Lane Kiffin. That's true. And then, <laughs> and then it would be uh, Tony Romo. Uh, How can you not put Tony Romo in the impact that he had on this NFL okay, football Okay, so you're going to make fun of me for putting a two-point conversion on there, but you're going to put an announcer on there, <laughs> a retired football player? When you go back and you look at what you're going to remember the most about this year, right? Uh, Yeah. Top 10 Thursday moments from the 2017-18 season. I, I don't think I'm going to sit there and remember Romo. All right, so Romo basically had a whole year to – we kind of put together a couple clips here. Jake was just enamored with this guy, how week in and week out, series after series, he just kept picking the right plays. Did you ever play QB1 back in the day? You go to a bar and you, you pick either it's a run or a pass or they're going to left or right. No. So, oh, it's awesome. That sounds fun. Yeah, but, you know, it's <laughs> I think it's still around, but way back in the day I did. Okay. Romo would have been really good at it. Yeah, he would have been. been the best in the country. <laughs> no doubt. So here's a little bit of uh, Tony Romo. That's who I have is in the top ten Thursday, the best moments. of. Jim, I got $5. This is a run to the left. i got to pay now as it's Henry. Stepping out. Here comes a run to the left. That's up. It is a run to the left. He's called left guard. It's Lynch taking the pile with him. Now he's going back left with That's the run. There you go. To the left it is. Richard slipping through tackles. And he is near another first. This is where the quarterback's going to roll right and launch the ball out of bounds. It's going to look weird. Rolling right. Launching out of bounds. And Tony stealing the signals once again. That has to be annoying if you're Jim Nance. <laughs> Just a little bit. I mean, it's cool, but after a while, you're like, all right. You kind of sense it in his voice. I'm that one, yeah. Yeah. Harold's to the right, and Tony called it for you all. That's your sp- guy. No, I, I think that's brilliant. I, <laughs> I think that's really – it enhanced our, our viewing experience this year. Um, he might have been a little bit annoying in the AFC Championship game, I will admit, but – other than that, I've really enjoyed Tony Romo. All right, I got Romo at 10, and he's got Trubisky's two-point conversion <laughs> as his 10th best moment. Uh, I win that, certainly. At number nine, and what do you got? I got Russell Wilson scrambling, the scrambling completion. That play, for those who don't know what I'm referencing, I believe that came against the 49ers. Uh, he spun not once, but twice. Mm. He did two circles. He did two Johnny Manziels mm. and uh, then heaved it up for completion. Now, I think there was a lot of luck involved with the catch, 
because I think he was just heaving it mm. up, and all of a sudden his receiver came open and leaped up and got it. But it was still impressive to just get that ball off alone. All right, I got that call, but we're going to go first with mine at number nine. How do you not have uh, Lattimore in his uh, – we've had a butt fumble in the NFL, and now we got a butt interception. Uh, Happened against the Falcons, too. And guess who helped him get that? Marcus Williams. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Huh? But I, I'll say this. Uh, you know, if you, if you look at – that play is, is great, yes. But I've got something – Saints related better on my list that you left off, oh. and I don't want to spoil it. Okay. But I just uh, spoiler alert. I'll just say you have that. I have something better. All right, let's go first. Here's the call of Lattimore's butt interception. Third and ten. Blitz coming. Ryan on low drops, and it's still alive. That may be picked off. They say incomplete. It looked like it sat there. No interception. His first gluteus interception of his NFL career. I like that. Gluteus interception. Well played. Well done. Audio all courtesy of the NFL. Oh, yeah. And so your was your number eight, uh, Russell Wilson? Yes. So here it is, uh, Russell Wilson, just a mad scramble and then the completion. Right. Do the Rams keep going? Now that their game's going to mean a lot. Wilson's got space. Got nobody downfield, though. Making it up. Cue the circus music. Wilson throwing for Baldwin. Oh, my goodness, he caught it. And there goes Baldwin down the sideline. Vintage Seahawk play. Baldwin out of bounds inside the five. Unbelievable stuff. Baldwin was blocking on that play. Doug Baldwin's assignment on that play was to block the end guy. He was in no way, shape, or form supposed to be on a route. And Russell Wilson does the whole Russell Wilson thing. Look, he thought he was supposed to be on the route. He just runs around, then Wilson does it. And he said, okay, I'm going to go down here, and then I'll just throw it up. I think he described it well. Yeah. Tariko and Collinsworth with the call there. By the way, love Collinsworth. Yeah. He gets oh. a lot of he gets a lot of flag. I, I, like, I like Collinsworth. Hmm. Um, uh, all right, so my number eight was Jake Elliott's 61-yarder. Yeah. The Eagles' rookie kicker. He nailed a 61-yarder. With no time on the clock to beat the Giants 27-24. You're and not giving this the respect that it deserves. I have it higher up in the uh, rankings. Uh, we'll have that audio call for you a little bit later in the 8 o'clock hour. And uh, this was also – He won the game, Jake. He won the game, And yeah. he goes by Jake. you think he would have given him a little bit more and, preference. Well, I got – listen, that's how good my list is. Uh, uh, Carson Wentz, uh, also, this was a game where he bet uh, his like 30000 on it. Remember that? Remember that whole deal? I don't know if he ever paid him or not, but – Said I'll give him my my weekly paycheck if if he makes this field goal. Mm. Sure enough, he did. All right, so you got that at number eight. I had the uh, Russell Wilson mad scramble at number eight. At seven, you've got number seven. I've got Deshaun Watson's hot streak, mm. and you know I I wanted to get Deshaun Watson on this list somehow uh, because of that incredible run, but he did go. Three straight games with at least three passing touchdowns, threw over 200 yards in each one of those. Sorry, he went four straight games with at least three and threw over 200 yards in all those. Uh, Tennessee, he had five touchdowns. Kansas City, after that, he had five touchdowns. Then he uh, had three touchdowns in Cleveland. And then at Seattle, four and two passing yards, four touchdowns. All right, Jake. Yeah, I understand. He was good until he got hurt. 
Uh, when we look back at everything <laughs> Dude, we're going to remember for this year, the rookie of the year. everything we're from this year, you think of images, you think of moments. I think of Deshaun. You, how can you not have on your top ten list the Snow Bowl with Buffalo and the Colts? Why else would we have been watching that game? We were all just fascinated. Red zone. They need to just stay on that game. Can I be honest? I had already forgotten about that game. I had already forgotten about that game until you brought it up. Yes, it was a cool moment. Oh, the elements and Kyle Williams afterwards thanking the fans. That was good. That was gold. And it's probably more than we've ever seen before, but we've seen similar situations to that. And then it goes to, I believe, what, overtime and Buffalo winning. This is what the seventh best moment in the NFL sounded like this year. With Webb under center. Here's McCoy breaking a tackle. McCoy into the end zone and Buffalo wins it. Incredible. And then doing snow angels in the end zone. Doing anything athletic in that environment is impressive. Yes. At number six, Jake has. Kareem Hunt, 246 yards from scrimmage against the Pats. Pretty good. Talk about debuts. This was one of the most impressive debuts I think we've ever seen. And the fact that it came against the Patriots, I mean, just made it that much more impressive. Uh, But, yeah, Kareem Hunt showed us right then and there that he was going to be a force all season long. I've got uh, Tyree Kill, and this is another one that you forgot about, Kansas City versus Dallas. We've all seen the, the Hail Marys, but how about a Hill Mary right before the end of the half? And he runs wild versus Nick White's Cowboys. Between the 10 and the end zone. Alex needs to watch. There it is to Hill. The whole brigade around him. Hill gets around Standrick. Look at Hill go! Impossible! Touchdown, Kansas City! How did they do that? All right, so this is kind of Romo didn't call that one. This is kind of unfair. You've got audio to enhance yours. It's an unlevel playing field. It's select versus non-select. What can I say? <laughs> Tying it all together. I like it. No, uh, th- that was that was a great play, but would you put that over Hunt's debut? Do you even have Hunt's debut in your top ten? But it wasn't one play. Well, I guess the it's snowball. Yeah, top I, moments. I, I, you're right. 246 yards against the Patriots. It's insane. Yeah. First game of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty special. All right. Well, I, I'm glad you conceded uh so uh, there's uh, 10 through 6 coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, 5 through 1. Uh, Jake will come a little bit stronger, we hope, in the 8 o'clock hour. We've already got some recommendations. Somebody says you should do a not top 10. Yeah. That would be kind of fun. I think a lot of Saints fans will have it number one for not top 10. And I think we know where we're going. Don't mention it. <laughs> Don't say the two words. Do not. Will Jake have it at number one, the Minnesota Miracle? It has to be. Guys, it has to be on the list. Yeah. The, the question is, where will it end up? Oh. Top 10 Thursday continues in the 8 o'clock I, hour. I'm enjoying it. I think it's going over <laughs> quite well. I wish you had some audio for my picks, but that's, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I kind of slanted it, you, strangely. You I can't did. help it that they didn't have uh, Trubisky's two-point conversion. Oh, they had that. I couldn't find it. Oh, you could. Oh, come on. I could have sent that to you. I'm going to send you audio next time. <laughs> 7 o'clock hour in the books coming up after the break. Chris Blair joins us for his weekly visits, and then we'll revisit uh, the top 10, 5 through 1, later in the 8 o'clock hour, plus a parting shot that you don't want to miss. Yes. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. 
To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.